Welcome to another episode of Paul Thom Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Chris Takuto. He's with Nia Power Systems, and we're going to talk about fuel cells. Isn't that right, Chris? Welcome to the show. Alex, pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, the pleasure is ours. I mean, fuel cells are a big space because, I mean, well, energy is the issue, obviously, and fuel cells have been this dark horse promiser on the edges for so long, and it's finally starting to creep into a lot of spaces, but there's a lot of, lot of, lot of things to be done still, isn't it, Chris? Uh, absolutely. Fuel cells as a technology have been around for about 150 years. And over the last few years, you're seeing it being adopted in automotive applications, for grid-scale applications, consumer products. It's a very exciting time to be involved with uh, fuel cell technologies. I can imagine. I can imagine. Now, um, what are the, t- the types of fuel cells that you work with? So we effectively have three products that we are offering. One is the power chip. It's a award-winning patented uh, silicon-based fuel cell. Silicon as in the same infrastructure that you use to make computer chips. We make fuel cells that way. So kind of like what a MEMS size. Is that like a MEMS it's, tech? Yes, it's, it, it, yeah, it's a combination of MEMS processing and taking some very traditional ways of putting metals down onto silicon that's used in the computer. So it's a combination of MEMS and computer chip processing that we are doing to create the fuel cell. Very uh, nice. And how big is this thing? Patented, award-winning. Think a postage stamp, uh, 30 millimeter by 30 millimeter, and you could get almost a watt of power out of that. So 30 millimeter by 30 millimeter and couple millimeters thick, right? So this is just, from our standpoint, it's very exciting. Uh, some of the previous funders of the company have in, included Intel Capital, Novellus Systems, other tier mm-hmm. one VCs. What's yeah, the so working that, that's fluid? One, I'm sorry? What's the working medium for that? So the fuel that we use is methanol. It's also called wood alcohol. Right. And it's a, a carbon-neutral fuel, meaning when you generate the fuel, you're not generating any carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Um, so it's a biomass-based and renewable energy-based fuel. Right. And very widely available. So one of the challenges with fuel cells have typically been cost and operation. So for us, we are using eight, ten-generation-old computer chip equipment to produce our fuel cell, so it's very capital-efficient, meaning you're not outlaying a whole lot of money to build a fuel cell. And mm-hmm. methanol, again, commodity chemical, uh, we can use that as well as a fuel. Now, so that's one now, product, the power. Right, right. Well, Chris, I have, I have, I have a quick um, curious question about that is, what kind of packaging requirements does that have? Like, you know, uh, with a fuel cell, you have to deal with uh, protecting it from the environment and also protecting the environment from it because usually they have a relatively high operating temperature. What kind of packaging challenges do you have with that device? So you brought up a good point about high operating temperatures. So we're actually operating close to room temperature. Our fuel cells operate anywhere from 25 to 65 Celsius. That's about... That's uh, very, very low. Yeah, from room... Yeah, very low. So... There's different classes of fuel cells. What we are offering in this power chip is what's called a direct methanol fuel cell. They tend to operate at the lower temperatures. Right. Safe packaging, handling, all of that is very safe. 
Um, there are other classes of fuel cells called solid oxide fuel cells. They tend to run high, eight, think 800 to 1,000 Celsius. So you're talking mm-hmm. really hot. And then you get into all packaging and safety and other issues as well. So Right. But now, so you've got this new chip scale fuel cell. What are some of the application spaces you're going to target with it? Yes, so with the PowerChip product, we are very pleased to have announced a recent shipment to the government of India. The unique aspect about the PowerChip, it gets more power per unit area than the next best alternatives, per unit area or unit volume. So per unit weight of the system, you get more energy output. We've demonstrated anywhere from five to ten times longer life than the next best alternative. It was funded by the U.S. Navy at one point, and one of the reasons the U.S. Navy was interested is it has a unique capability that it's one of the only fuel cells that can operate without using air from the ambient. So if you ah. think of non-air-based applications, think defense and commercial entities that, have, that are operating either underwater or in space or uh, very contaminated environments. So... Our recent shipment was to the equivalent of the Department of Defense in the government of India. There's obviously defense applications related to this. So that's one case of uh, one type of customer. Uh, again, I'd point people to our website. There's a whole lot of a whole lot more information about the company and some of our other customers there as well. Excellent. So now, Chris, what is the, what, let's, let's go on to the next type. What, are the, what is another type of uh, technology you're currently working with? Yeah, so, so NIA has three products. The first is the power chip that we just discussed. The second one is what we call the Buzzbar Suite. This is an off-grid charging solution that consumer, that's targeted at consumers for charging cell phones, tablets, devices that can charge from a USB. If you think about it, today there is no solution that allows you to keep your consumer electronics charged from a variety of sources. You could get a little battery pack that you plug into the wall and recharge, but what we are offering with the buzz bar is the ability to charge with a fuel cell or from the grid or from a solar panel or, God forbid, similar to what happened post-Katrina and uh, Hurricane Sandy, you're at home, no power, you can take one or two or as many AA or AAA batteries that you have sitting around your house, put it into our buzz bar device, and it funnels energy into your cell phone or tablet. That's super exciting for us and very timely that we're doing it because we've got those shipments happening this week on the bus right. bar. Yeah. Very and nice. Third, and how big is that yeah. device? That device is about uh, four and a half inches by four and a half inches and about an inch thick. That includes a solar panel, that includes a battery charger, and it includes a double AAA battery charger, and each of these devices can be separated as well. So you, when it's fully assembled, it's those rough dimensions. The battery pack itself is about the size of your. Uh, it's actually smaller than a Samsung Galaxy 3 cell phone, as a reference mm-hmm. uh, point. So you, it's a very compact solution. It also allows you. We really like the cool design and the map magnetically snap together. You could put one solar panel or you could fan it out three panels and charge it three times as fast. Very, very exciting product for us. Very nice. And, it, now, uh, yeah. and go ahead, please. 
I was going to say the third product that we are offering, we acquired a company in November of 2013. They had a way to address the, the big concern with automotive fuel cells today is the safety associated with the use of hydrogen. You're typically mm -hmm. using compressed hydrogen that's sitting in metal cylinders that automobile suppliers are wrapping in Kevlar to protect the occupants from the cylinder, right? But not too many people are thrilled to be sitting on a rocket. At least I wouldn't be. So what this allows you to do is use a liquid fuel, what we call Formira. It's a formic acid-based product, which is a whole lot safer than even diesel or gasoline in terms of handling and distribution. It's a liquid fuel. We have mm -hmm. patented reform, patent pending reformer technology. What the reformer does takes this liquid, just generates the amount of hydrogen that you need, and then runs it to any of the types of fuel cells that the different automotive manufacturers are using. So the cool thing also, there is a conversion technology. It's a conversion technology. It converts a liquid source, obviously more energy dense, meaning it it, it weighs less than a um, a cylinder of hydrogen with uh, compressed, I mean, a cylinder with compressed hydrogen in it. So this allows you to take a source that's a liquid, it's safer to handle, safer to distribute, uh, it's safer in emergency and collision type situations. It still allows you to use a fuel cell to then generate the power for your car. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the reasons, Alex, that you're seeing a lot more adoption of fuel cells uh, from a variety, whether it is uh, grid scale to automotive applications, is that fuel cells, regardless of what type of fuel you use, is effectively the most efficient way to convert a fuel into electricity. This does not include nuclear. It's, it falls into a different category. but. If you compare right. a combustion engine versus a diesel engine versus a fuel cell, right? Fuel cells are very efficient, and so that enables very green adoption of uh, power sources across this whole spectrum from consumer products as in our buzz bar suite to automotive applications to a variety of other tech spaces as well. Got it. Now, what are some of the challenges that you've been having in trying to get um, the market to recognize what you've been doing? I think for NIA in particular, the challenges have been the, the power chip technology, which is where a majority of the company resources have been used to develop. We developed that from the ground up. It's radically different from everything that's been out there. So it's taken us a while to develop the technology. Um, again, we are competing against other technologies that have been out there for 30, 40 years or more. So there was a company development stage. But now that we've developed it and over the last uh, 16 months or so, we've been shipping units to a variety of defense and commercial type entities, uh, we're beginning to see more traction. Again, a lot of it is uh, missionary work that uh, most people don't really understand the benefits when we say we've got an anaerobic, a non-air breathing fuel cell. We have to educate them on how it works and why it does what it does. Um, if you're typically used to dealing with battery technologies, which at these power ranges have been kind of the incumbent technologies, understanding that by using a fuel cell, you can reduce your weight and get longer missions for the equivalent weight, right? Th th those are very valuable 
uh, benefits for the customer, but understanding mm-hmm. how that is done. So there's a lot of missionary work that we've been doing, and we're very pleased to continue to see adoption from sovereign entities, as in the recent Government of India shipment to other defense entities, and uh, you're seeing, seeing it kind of across the board now. So. Got it, Chris, got it. Now, what, what's, what's, a, what's over the horizon for you guys? We have, uh, as I mentioned, we've got the BuzzBuzz suite of products that we're shipping this week, so very pleased to uh, be announcing that on your show. We've got, uh, we're going to start taking orders for the next generation of BuzzBuzz suite. We're kind of making it uh, a little more uh, compact with the same amount of power, almost reducing the footprint by about uh, close to 20%. Um, so we've got that going on. Uh, we are pleased that with the Formira technology, we've, we are in some early stage discussions with some automotive companies, so we look forward to being able to demonstrate that. At a, we've done it at lower power ranges, but uh, we'd like to partner with an automotive manufacturer to demonstrate that for automotive scale fuel cells. Um, and with the power chip, we mentioned we were shipping to the government of India. We are continuing to pursue various defense and commercial entities there. So for us, it's just we, we've uh, kind of uh, made that transition into commercialization, so a lot of it is uh, dealing with all the good problems that companies like us right, try right. to customers. And then there's potential for partnerships. And all of that. Right. Obviously, I mean, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, those uh, Right. I, well, hey, Monster Cable is uh, looking for a new partner after Dr. Dre left. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. And they deal with power products, but no, I, I, yeah. no, he's an old friend of mine. I just figured I'd toss in a little joke. Yeah. But uh, seriously, though, I think it's really important that these uh, fuel cell technologies are maturing and are branching into more varied and more applicable application uh, technologies. Yeah, yeah, and just, just as a reference, Alex, as in most technologies, you kind of go through the first wave where there's a lot of hysteria and. Uh, a uh, lot, lot of claims being made. And in many ways, fuel cells went through that in the 2006-2007 uh, time frame. And now you're beginning to see the, the, the I wouldn't necessarily define it as, uh, as the survivors, but companies that had truly differentiated technology that are beginning to see market adoption, you're seeing it across the spectrum, in Nia's case, uh, like I said, it's taken us about 10, 12 years to develop this technology from the ground up. And if you look at any of the competitive fuel cell uh, companies in the space, it's taken them anywhere from 17 to 18 years before they started seeing commercialization. Right. I think that, that first wave of uh, uh, in the 2006-07 time frame really filtered out the good from the bad companies, and now we're beginning to see the remaining companies getting commercial traction, being successful from a variety of grid-scale applications to consumer-use products to uh, intermediate automotive and other size fuel cells as well. Yes, I think I think definitely it's, uh, fuel cells are a technology whose time is well. We're on the cusp. I think it's a case where um, energy and storage and management are so critical that um, a lot of people are turning to fuel cells as an intelligent alternative. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think as you see more people understanding 
that this is a fundamentally different way of generating energy. You've got energy on demand, right? If I think you've got a home-use fuel cell. You don't need to plug into the grid. You just replenish the fuel, and you're good to go. Good um, to go. Unlike a battery where it's a storage device, you plug it in, you take extended recharge times, and then your battery has got energy stored in it. it it's, it's a very exciting time. I can imagine. I can imagine, Chris. So now, uh, what I always like to do before I close the show out is I let my guests have the last word. So um, anything you'd like to either talk more about your company product technology or your company vision or the marketplace or just a tip you want to leave our audience, but uh, the floor is yours. Uh, thank you, Alex. First off, thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure to share my knowledge and experience on the fuel cell space with your listeners, our followers to uh, take a look at the products and if it meets your needs, uh, we'd love to have you as our customers as well. I was saying that I'm so pleased to be doing this uh, interview the week that we are launching our BuzzBar suite of products. So I'd invite all the listeners to take a look at the product. We are going to be launching an Indiegogo campaign on the product that for every 25 units that we ship, we would be donating one unit to the Asante Africa Foundation that focuses on girl education in East Africa. Uh, Very nice. We are so pleased to partner with them because they have an initiative to deploy tablets into schools to to basically accelerate the learning process. So we are so pleased to partner with them and be able to to donate for every 25 units, donate one unit to them that allows these uh, people who are very hungry to learn to be able to recharge their tablets using solar and other power sources. So again, very nice. thank you for inviting me. Invite your, uh, all the followers of uh, Alex to take a look at our website and party Google campaign. It's a very worthy cause, and you're getting. And what is the website? Product. Our website is neapower n e a h p o w e r dot com, and we are launching a dedicated Buzzbar Suite website b u z z b a r s u i t e dot com site as well. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. The fuel cells are such an interesting space, and I'm really glad we got you into the show to talk about them. My pleasure. Thank you. Oh, the pleasure is mine. And I'd like to thank everybody else out there in the audience for taking the time to listen, because obviously we wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day. <laughs>